All right. Hello, everybody. It's uh, Bo, Dr. Bo, and Chelsea Nelson, RD. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that every time. <laughs> I guess pretty, 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 pretty annoying after a while. It's the same, Chelsea. You always yeah. hear. Uh, enjoying the first day of fall in the Panhandle. Yes, it is September glorious. 11th. This podcast probably won't come out for a couple of weeks, but That's today right. is September 11th, mm-hmm. and it's cool. That's in right. Amarillo. And it rained last night. Yeah, all of what? About five minutes? I don't know. It rained a long time at our house. Uh, well, the actual rain, I don't know, but like the storm part of it was for a while. We yeah. sat outside and watched it. Was, was it nice? It was so nice. You guys have an outdoor like patio area? Mm-hmm, like a little covered patio. Yeah, I'm trying to convince my wife to do that. You got to do that. It's so good. We, oh, put, just, we put some uh, little like patio lights. Oh, yeah. Joshua, like, you know, the engineer that he is, he uh-huh. um, like designed it so that they're like perfectly spaced oh, yeah? um, in a zigzag. Oh, it's really nice. You know, you and I have Southeast Texas roots. Yes. Um, so, you know, back home, everybody has a outdoor mm-hmm. sitting area yep. uh, that's screened in. Absolutely. Can't, you can't get the bugs. Mosquitoes yep. down there. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of one of the enjoyable things in the panhandle is, you know, I know people up here think the mosquitoes are bad, but they don't right. know Southeast no, Texas they mosquitoes. Do not. They do not. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about resources and things mm. Basically, Chelsea and I are going to testify to what things we turn to for health and wellness advice, and you guys can look at those and and check them out and see if that's something that would fit into your daily life. Yeah. All right. Where do we go from there? Uh, Well, how about you start? Tell us your favorite. Well, I was actually going to give... My favorite is Mark's Daily Apple. It's written by Mark Sisson. I'm pretty sure he has a whole team of writers now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it started out, it was just him. Um, he was a uh, long-distance runner, triathlete, runner. He was a runner. Mm-hmm. And um, so kind of his first you know, iteration of Mark's Daily Apple was kind of how to be a runner and get into endurance athletics. And then you know he got older um, and then switched to you know, longevity, uh, healthy living, lifestyle, functional lifestyle, functional lifestyle yeah. stuff. Um, I like it because he takes the science and makes it fun, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty hard to do to take science and make it fun. Yeah. Uh, but like m- mainly, like, how does it apply to you? What mm-hmm. what can you do? Uh, and the ultimate reason I chose uh, Mark Sisson to be my go-to guru of all things health and wellness is you I tend to look at the future of me, like, all right, because I think Mark Sisson's like 70 now. What? That's Yeah, he's pretty old. I'm going to Google that because I don't want to offend him if he ever <laughs> listens to this. Oh, well, I just said he's uh, pretty old, so I already offended him. But Sorry. It was like, um, look in the future, identify somebody like, hey, this is kind of how I would like. Oh, he is 70 years old. Exactly. Yeah, there so we go. You hit it Nailed on. it. Yeah. And um, check out what they do and do it and Mm -hmm. see if it works and sure so he's the guy i chose i mean this guy's 70 i would not take my shirt off at the beach next to him (laughs) um and obviously he's got some genetics on his side and he talks about that but um but how do you overall revolutionize your lifestyle and he uh subsequently to that wrote uh the primal blueprint and the, the all the primal stuff that i've kind of incorporated in my own approach and I did the primal health course became a primal health coach mm-hmm. um, but you know just their their baseline characteristics on a lifestyle and subsequent to that I forced Chelsea to do the primal <laughs> health coach course and now she can give her input on what she thinks about Mark Sisson 
Yeah. Um, so whenever I interviewed for this job here, um, Kelly Faust, our office administrator on the phone was like, and you know, we're all primal certified. And I, you know, I, of course, in the interview, I'm like, not a man. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh (laughs) And so I left the interview and I went and told her husband, I was like, I have no idea what that is. Like, Mm -hmm. I I Googled primal certified. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it. Um, Anyways, I really enjoyed the primal health certification. Um, It was a nice review on nutrition for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it also focused a lot on the uh, just like motivating people kind of being the coach side of things, which when you're kind of like when you're in medical school, you don't get a whole lot of the nutrition training when you're, you get none. Yeah. So I can't say I got none on the training for hopefully you got some nutritional. Oh (laughs) no. On the coaching. I was like, I hope you got some (laughs) nutritional coaching. I got like 90% nutritional coaching and then, you know, 10% counseling, coaching, Mm. um, kind of stuff. And then I worked in an eating disorder clinic and get a lot of experience there, but it's something that you have to, it's a practice. Like you have to keep learning and keep honing it, but I appreciated it. And I do, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that the primal as Mark Sisson does it is how it works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the concepts are really great and simple and easy to follow really. And I think the biggest thing I took away from, you know, first following him and then doing the course is taking the uh, the stress out of healthy living, mm-hmm. which, you know, most people, if they're trying to lose weight, it's a stressful yeah. venture. And, you know, after I started following his stuff and, and kind of reading more about his thoughts, it was like, hey, that's that's not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, and it takes a lot of convincing. I mean, I'm pretty sure people listen to this podcast or, you know, our patients in general. I mean, there's so much stress, disappointment, regret, mm-hmm. shame that's brought into this journey. And I think, you know, he does a good job of saying, relax. Right. You know, I know you don't want to relax, but you have to. Yeah, he does a good job of more like a holistic approach, like not just a food and exercise approach, but like, hey, also, how is how's your how's this affecting your sleep and your stress and all of those things? Yeah, he looks at everything. And I I also like following him because it's not dogmatic. Mm -hmm. It's not like, right, you've got to do this every day. It's not like you're listening to like a Jocko Wilnick podcast and Mm -hmm. he's calling you scum because you can't follow his instructions (laughs) or, you know, some of the the, you know, the the health and wellness, you know, talking heads out there that are, you you, you have to be carnivore or you have to be keto or you mm-hmm. have to be vegan or you yeah. like, he's like, Hey, you know, look, let's step back and put some generalized guardrails on this yeah. conversation, give you some ideas of what healthier eating looks like and let's work on it. Yeah. Right. Right. Did you take that away from your experience with yeah, the course? Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, to, to, to back up a little bit, I think his thoughts are kind of rooted in, in the paleolithic, the paleo mm-hmm. movement. But I don't like to call primal paleo no. for, for, you know. Yeah, well, and I think he, so this was actually one thing that, like, I was kind of like, Ooh, Ooh, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Um, but then I also noticed that in his blog and, like, on his social media and even in the course, he talks about how some of the things that he used to like teach and kind of preach in the beginning are actually different now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really appreciated that because to me, that's like, Hey, you're learning and you're growing and you're actually kind of like, Mm -hmm. you're understanding maybe a little bit more Uh, because previously he was just like, you may not ever have any type of like legumes. 
Um, that was like a, a big thing for him. What's like, a legume? Like beans, lentils, chickpeas, like things like that. Um, he was very much against them. And he talks about, you know, things that are, you know, like anti-nutrients and things like that. Yeah. And we learned a lot. Phyates and phylates, and I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like knew those words, but I didn't know. I didn't know those words. Okay, yeah. well, great. My <laughs> nutrition yeah. education paid off. Yeah. But um, so, but but now he's like, you know, hey, these have a place because uh, I think he's kind of learning like us, like, hey, fiber mm-hmm. is actually really important, and mm-hmm. these things have a lot of fiber, stuff like that. Well, okay, there's. I mean, I saw even in the that brief kind of startup where I started following him, like he wrote a book, like Twenty One Day Keto Fix. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote like a book three years later saying, hey, what I said in that book (laughs) uh, is not quite applicable to the majority of people. So let's take a few steps back. And I think also he's good at pointing out what phase are you in? Mm -hmm. Are you in health and wellness maintenance? Are you broken and you're trying to fix things? Mm -hmm. Because if you are broken and you're trying to fix things, we've got to drill down on, I think, because like when I did it myself, I did eliminate, you know, when I... The term he uses is metabolic flexibility. So my body has the ability to burn fat or carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, my body does not freak out if carbohydrates are not available. And the point he's making is you, you have to train your body to get to that point. So if you're very carbohydrate fueled, if you're very carbohydrate dependent, you got to put some work in Mm -hmm. to get to the point where your body can adapt to utilizing fat. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the fat off your body, not the fat the in your diet. The stored fat, yeah. yeah. the stored <laughs> fat. And, you know, I, when he wrote, I think it was the, I think it, I'll just bring up his books. So I don't want to misstate. But he wrote, like, the 21-day keto fix, and then he backed that up with the 21-day something. Like, basically saying, hey, don't go, don't just go start fasting. Don't uh-huh. go straight keto. You, you've got to build some machinery or that's never going to work for you. Yeah. Was it his 21 day like total body transformation? Yeah, there's, there's always, I, I love books that put like dates on things. Like, <laughs> like, do I ever have 21 days 20, to commit to something? 21 days in a row. <laughs> yeah. I'd have uh, to send the kids away, quit my job for a while. Right. Uh, I actually have a copy of that one and I was just looking through it actually right before we were doing this because I was like, I'm curious about this 21 day thing. Like, how does he approach this? Uh, yeah. So what was it? It was, uh, the keto reset diet was the one, uh, yeah, the keto reset diet, reset your metabolism in 21 days and burn fat forever. That's the one where he talks about, Hey, I was telling everybody just to go keto, but let's talk about like, how do we build the machinery to be able to do that? Sure. And he's moved, he used to kind of preach keto and Mm -hmm. carnivore. Now, I mean, as you've mentioned, he's kind of backed away Okay, I don't know if that's a realistic lifestyle for for most people. Yeah. Well, there's that. I Uh, like that about people because when I see somebody, you know, like preaching just paleo or just keto, I'm like, eh, you're not my person, you know. mm -hmm. But when they can have a more broad perspective and they can can say, hey, maybe keto is what works for me, but um, here's why, and here's why maybe it could be applicable to you, but also maybe here's why not. Yeah. I think I respect that a lot. Yeah, well, you know, just American culture. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fly your flag, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's probably why he's not as well known as like some of the yeah. bigger controversial because people like to pick sides. And true, I think his approach is like, hey, there's no kind sides here. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think you're right. Is that right? Yeah, I agree. Man, thanks for agreeing with my <laughs> assessment. And also, the other thing I like about him is it's not just diet. It's yeah. it's how you handle stress it's mm-hmm. what kind of activity exercise you do 
I think his approach to exercise is excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, three days a week, I'm going to, I'm going to do some lifting type stuff for two days mm-hmm. a week. And a third day, I'm going to, I'm going to be outside running. He plays ultimate Frisbee. I think mm-hmm. at 70, that's pretty good. At 70. Yeah. yeah. I think he like, I think he also does like some surfing or stand up paddleboarding. Okay. Stand up. paddleboarding. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, he lives near water. Yeah. Well, so he moved to Florida. He, when he sold, he retired yeah. in Florida. Uh, retired ish. What a cliche. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, he was living in California, so, you know, nice. just like a lot of people, they exited. Got out of there. Not too many people moving in California to Florida, though. True. They, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the statistics on that. I don't either. Yeah. Well, I, I did one of my sources. What's one of your sources? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, and we've talked about this guy before. I don't know how to say his name, so I'm just going to say his Instagram handle. Okay. Dr. D.R. James Danick, D-I-N-I-C. Oh, yeah. yeah, I follow some of his um, stuff. So Dr. James Danicolantonio, yeah. I believe, is his full name. <laughs> um, he's actually a pharmacist, I believe. He doesn't ever really talk about, like, I think mainly he does more maybe along the research side of things now. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't know if he's actually in practice as a physician. Um, I don't follow him that much (laughs) (laughs) to know his personal life. Well, this is supposed to be your primary source, and you're saying you don't follow him. Come on. I I mean, I follow him, but, like, I don't dig into his personal stuff. I just follow what he posts, and and he never posts about his personal life. Quick search here. He's a cardiovascular research scientist and doctor of pharmacy. Okay. So I was right. But maybe that's also what I searched. Okay. (laughs) Um, He's great. What I like about him is he is kind of like Mark Sisson in that he's pretty neutral. Um, He's never preaching, you know, just like one uh, way of eating or one way of exercise or anything like that. He's very much balanced, uh, but he has like good information. So I was actually telling a patient the other day, cause he, uh, a patient asked me what type of magnesium should I be taking? Mm. And I was like, Ooh, man, this is like a big question. Um, and so for the, for the people that don't know, there's like seven, seven? forms of magnesium yeah. and all have different roles in your body. Exactly. Yeah. And so it kind of depends on like, well, why are you wanting to take it as mm. to which kind you know you want to take and so that's something that he does really well is he has these kind of like short guides Mm -hmm. so I can't find it right the second he has so many posts but he has these short guides to like okay if you um, need better sleep you know take this type of magnesium or if you're looking for better bowel control take this type of magnesium Mm -hmm. so he has nice little succinct posts that do things like that um, and he also talks about the mental aspect of eating, which I think a lot of times people forget. Yeah. And I read that that was in the obesity fix. Did he write that? Um, cause he wrote the salt fix and I read that and that's mm-hmm. what changed my opinion on salt. And I'm talking about real salt, not the, the salt that most people have in their salt shaker, uh-huh, uh-huh. like, you know, true minerally based salt, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which do you think, what do you use at home? I use Put you on um, the spot here. I use sea salt, kosher salt, and I have some pink Himalayan salt. I don't know, it depends. Like I use like kosher all. rock salt, like like the big chunk or like the granulated. Uh, well, I have both actually. Yeah, I, I use the um, rock salt, like the big ones, mm. very infrequently. I don't know. Yeah, I I we I refuse to use manufactured salt. 
Oh. Uh, so, so what do you it's, use? Well, it's all, you know, sea salt, um, mm. you know, Himalayan salt. It's been, I mean, all the salts have different tastes. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think a lot of people outside, I mean, most people just know the the, uh, the pepper and salt shaker on the table at a restaurant, and mm-hmm. that's what they think salt and pepper. Right. That's what they identify salt and pepper to be. But yeah. if you're really geeky about food, you can really change the outcome of a recipe or a dish by using real salt for sure i whenever i was like first learning how to cook on my own um you know recipes would say a teaspoon of this type of salt and i'm like i I don't have that salt in the cupboard (laughs) i'm in in college i have one type of salt i'm using that but now that i've been cooking for longer and i realize hey when i use this type of salt it does like it tastes different tastes better so one texture too Mm -hmm. i mean you're a texture person absolutely i mean if you've ever had a steak with you know table salt uh versus you know rock salt or or sea salt totally different game changer absolutely yep yeah so he i i I thought the obesity fix was jason fung was it not um i no i don't think he wrote james denick is that who you're talking about Uh i don't think he wrote the obesity fix um oh wait no conquering obesity Okay, so I've read that book. Uh, it's it's just now coming back. So I've read, I've actually read three of his books. Uh, now that you bring it hmm. bring it up. I read Salt Fix, The Salt Fix, uh, The Obesity Fix, which actually is a really good book. Um, have you read that one? I have not read that one. Okay, what well, a, you're thinking of the Obesity Code? Yeah, that's that's Dr. Fong. Right? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The now Obesity Fix. That's that's the key to all his uh, uh, James D. Nick. All his yes. books have something fixed. So right. I, I'm Salt currently fix. in the possession of the mineral fix, uh, oh. the one you, you were referring to. He has like all these min- algorithms, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very difficult. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but it is the, the Bible for minerals. Hmm. Um, so if anybody ever wants to go that into that depth on different magnesiums and different you know, minerals, that's the book for you. But it is, sure. it is dense. Yeah. But I've, nev- I've not read Superfuel or The Immunity Fix. Uh, super fuel. That's an older one, right? Um, looks like it was his first book, 1999. Okay. Yeah. So I had to read, I don't think I, I don't think I read all of it, but that was one of our books that we were supposed to read in college. Oh, and it was, uh, forwarded and co-written by Joseph, Joseph McCullough, which is another good source. I don't, partic- yeah, I, don't I don't particularly f- follow him, mm-hmm. but Dr. McCullough is pretty, but he gets kind of religious about his statements. <laughs> yeah. Not dogmatic, not like christian or muslim like, right like, right this right. is my nutrition, nutrition religion yeah. <laughs> right yeah um, i think um so like um this one dr james denick one of the things that he posts so this is an example friendly reminder that you don't need the most expensive things in life you need sun exercise healthy food and a life supporting partner like i think that's that's yeah, kind of his yeah, you yeah. know he just kind of takes that more holistic approach so okay. i like him a lot okay my turn your turn well, I can, you know, most people that have heard my health and wellness testimony, it's it started with a book writ- written by Tim Ferriss. Uh, I bought this book when my second child, Birdie Beatrice Wilder, uh, Nikoi, was born. And I read it in the first two weeks because I, I took two weeks off, stayed at home mm-hmm. uh, with my wife, and I read this book. And it's written by Tim Ferriss, and it's called Tools for Titans. Tools of Titans, Tools for Titans. Man, I got to do a, little, a lot of Googling. <laughs> this is a lot of we book need, names. We need and Joe Rogan's uh, guy that looks up stuff while, <laughs> while we talk. Um, but this uh, book, um, 
basically it broke things down into three. It was health, wealth, and wise. Yeah, tools of titans. Um, and it, what he did is he, he, I think he interviewed like 100 people. So like when he was in the health section, like 100 really fit people or 100 people that had revolutionized their health. Mm-hmm. In the wealth, he did the same thing. And the wise did the same thing. <laughs> but the health part of that book really revolutionized my health uh, in my way of thinking of health. Because in that book, he interviews uh, Laird Hamilton, uh, big wave surfer, health and wellness guru. and BFF to Boniqua because yeah, he well, met him and hang out with him one time. He didn't know me, but <laughs> I know him. Uh, but anyways, it, it led me to wanting just to go down that pathway. And I, you know, I ended up in Hawaii with Laird. And I mean, that completely changed my way of thinking about health and wellness and not chasing the scale and my weight, but being more in tune with my body and kind of trying to maximize what my body is and what it does. So it's a short read. Uh, It's only about, uh, I think, 60 pages of the book. And it's interview format. It's not like you're reading. like this. And it's like, hey, you know, and the people he was in the health, he's like, what do you do? And he asked the same questions to all 100 people. What do you do on a daily basis? What does your diet look like? What are your Mm -hmm. routines? So just like with Mark Sisson, I was like, all right, if this is what I want to, to be, if I, or if I want to gravitate towards like this type of specimen, as far as, you know, whether it's muscle mass or fitness level or mm-hmm. identify somebody and, you know, see what they're doing. Yeah. Might not work for you, but sure. hey, if, if a hundred people have the same habits, you're like, hmm, there might be something to might it. be something to that. And that's kind of yeah. what the book did to me. It was like man, these 50, 100 people are all doing the same types of things, alterations of certain types sure. of things, but yep. similar things. I was like, all right, well, that's worth checking out. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Okay, my turn. Your turn. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with, and this was a probably within the last year, honestly, but I do follow the glucose goddess. Okay. Sarah Inchesepi. Inchesepi. I think it's Jesse. Jesse and Giuseppe? Oh. There's no way her mom named her that. Yeah. Is it Jesse and Giuseppe? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Jesse. I'm sure we are saying her last name incorrect. I've looked it up. I think that's pretty close. Inchaspe. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. All right. Well, so what book did she write? So she wrote a couple of books, but the most recent one being The Glucose Goddess. Yeah. Um, and that was a really... I don't know, just helpful book because it is so data driven. And so it's a very visual book for me. Um, and so she will often on, I follow her on social media. So like on Instagram and she will often post graphs. Um, and she does a cool thing where she will do, um, I don't know if it's her personal numbers, but she'll post graphs of like, okay, I ate this much of this and here's my glucose curve. And then I ate this much of this and here is my glucose curve. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, whenever I was wearing my glucose monitor, I'd be like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. Like, I want to see what that does to mine too. Your ears never behave correctly though. I, yeah, I know. I think they're fixing that. They're, they're moving to the, um, to the new one. Are they? So um, I have high hopes, but I'm on a pause right now. Isn't there a song about that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, there's another, I don't, I can't remember, Matt, I don't want to jump on Instagram and look through a thousand accounts, but yep. there's another guy that I, that I follow and I don't follow him, you know, uh, like, like religiously, religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to use that word again, but <laughs> there it is. Um, but he, what he does is he takes like a whole food source of something, eats it, shows his curve, his glucose curve, and then eats like a packaged manufactured mm-hmm. version of it. And then yeah. it shows the differences in the curves. Yeah. 
you know, and then analyzes the packaging and the ingredients and kind of explains why would this curve be higher and longer versus a shorter, yeah. you know, curve, Yeah, which is pretty eye-opening. I mean, he'll do like, uh, I mean, junk food too. I mean, like, sure. like uh, a home like a alternative. Chocolate chip cookie, for yeah. example. Uh, yeah. Like he'll do a, a homemade chocolate chip cookie yeah. versus a store-bought store chocolate chip cookie and yeah. t- show the difference. You're like, holy smokes, that's, <laughs> yeah. that is a big difference, mm-hmm. you know, or... Or like uh, French fries made at home versus mm. French fries from McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he's pretty good about showing, hey, there's even a big difference. Not yeah. even just the concept of the food, but, right. you know, just what, what it's made of. prepared differently. Yeah. It was eye-opening to me when I watched uh, the McDonald's documentary. God, what was it oh, called? Um, mm, it's, it had the word fat in it. Oh. Right? No, 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 no. The one about the, uh, the creation of McDonald's. Oh. Uh, Roy Kroc. Uh, was it Kroc? Roy Kroc? Man, hmm. we're probably screwing up a lot of things in this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, we're messing up names and, and origins of businesses. <laughs> Ray Kroc is Ray Kroc. Uh, and so when McDonald's first started making French fries, they, they fried their uh, their French fries. Do you know what they fried it in? Mm, lard? Uh, beef tallow. Yeah. And so, like the first, like you know, many years of McDonald's was was beef, was French, you know, potatoes fried in beef lard, or beef tallow, and then when the whole cardiology, yeah. you know, world came out and said, oh, the beef fat's killing us, killing us heart, they switched to vegetable oil, mm-hmm. and we know what that's done to us. Yeah. Uh, so I always scratch my head. I'm like, why don't they go back to mm. beef tallow? I mean, they know now. Yeah. That those vegetable oils are toxic and they're killing us and they're making us all very unhealthy. Why not make the switch? But you know why, right? Why? Oh, it's finances. Finances, yeah. yeah. So much less expensive to do vegetable oil over beef tallow. And I'm also betting that it doesn't taste the same. And you know, yeah, it people... tastes amazingly better. Have you ever had French fries <laughs> fried in beef tallow? I don't think I have. Oh, honestly, good. Good. I don't think I have. Yeah, I've done it at home before. Yeah. Well, I think you know part of the McDonald's philosophy is like you get these kids early, you know, with the Happy Meal, like, mm-hmm, yeah. and then they know your product. It's consistent every time. It tastes the exact same, and they love it, and they keep coming back for more. So I think if they changed, all that would change. Now maybe mm. it would be for the better, but. You know, I think they're generally like, hey, this is working for us. Why why make a change? Over 600 billion burgers sold. That's right. It's okay. called The Founder is the name of the founder, The, the Ray Kroc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I watched that on a flight overseas at some point. I've never watched yeah. it. It's pretty good. I watched the one, you know, back in the day. I still don't remember what it's called, but where the guy just ate McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, nothing, what was that called? Yeah, for 90 days. Yeah, or something it was like a that. long time. He ate McDonald's every meal. Mm-hmm. for like. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's Don't gross. do that. We're not advocating for that. That <laughs> no. is not a source of health and wellness. No, it is not. Um, but anyways, just the point. The point I was going to make there is like just subtle changes in our our, our routine. You know, like with McDonald's changing their oils, it mm-hmm. led to further detriment. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you know, knowing what nutrition and you know being overweight long term from from you know getting that type of stuff as a kid and looking at you know like mental statistics. Mm. I mean, it shouldn't be called the happy meal. It should be called the, you're going to get depression meal. Depression and anxiety. <laughs> yeah, depression and anxiety meal. <laughs> yeah. And GI issues. Yeah. <laughs> but then you couldn't yeah. sell that. So, uh, supersize me was the it, other documentary. Yeah, supersize me. Yeah, that's and right. apparently they have a supersize me too. He's probably did a follow up on the detriment of his 90 <laughs> yeah, day experiment. On what that caused. Okay. Mm. My turn. 
Yes, your turn. So this is more of a mobility, uh, flexibility, exercise routine type, but I follow PT Vitals. Hmm. Um, it's it's a physical therapy type uh, uh, site. It, it's on Instagram. They play they play are on the other socials as well. But PT physical therapy, PT Vitals, and just things you can do at home to decrease the day to day aches and pains and tightnesses and um, cause I kind of get in my own little routine of like foam rolling and doing the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while I need a reminder that certain stretches, certain movements, certain things can loosen you up, keep you mobile, decrease that soreness. Um, so I don't know if anybody out there is looking for that, but cool. is that one Shelby approved? She likes, cause uh, she's the my, PT. She's our trusted. My, my wife has a PT background, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna say she practices physical gotcha. therapy. <laughs> Um, I mean, I still use her, her knowledge and her resources. Um, and it's funny as we sit here, cause we always record our podcast on Monday at noon Yeah, and, and it's the same, uh, <laughs> grass cutting schedule for yeah. our location here as it hums along in the background. I bet you guys can't even hear it, but we can hear it. And we're on the fourth floor. It's loud. Clearly there's yeah. no grass up here. But <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting. Okay. My yeah. turn. Your turn. I follow a sports dietitian. Um, her instagram account is called elite nutrition but I'll it's e-l-e-a-t so it's e-l eat nutrition yeah like um, elite athlete yeah nutrition. but it's not e-l-i-t so careful oh. there but um, i think you clearly nutrition. said it though if Good. anybody's listening they shouldn't be confused <laughs> yeah you can email me if you uh need the handle but she's great um uh, because she does pretty short succinct just like um you know if this is your goal this is what you should mm-hmm. be doing um specifically related to nutrition not necessarily exercise i got you yeah so if you know if you've got specific goals as far as like you know you want muscle gain or you want to lean or tone or you want to build or you know all of Mm -hmm. the things um that's not like my i wouldn't say i don't know those things i do know those things in general but Mm -hmm. she is like the expert there i mean she's training like professional athletes i mean most of her clients are like nfl mlb type players is that kate shanahan i don't think Uh, that's that was a great book too let's let's go ahead and throw that as a resource um this girl's name is angie ashy or ash Hmm, don't know but um yeah she's great i like her a lot and uh she'll also post some recommendations too on products which i think is pretty Mm -hmm. cool just because the wellness world is inundated with those type of sports products oh yeah um and you never know which ones are a clean good supplement billion dollar industry yeah and if she's working with professional athletes you know she's picking the good ones yeah so another one that i that i follow uh dr kate with a c C c-a-t-e shanahan um who's a physician. I think she was like into primary care, but uh, trained in biochemistry and genetics, started working with athletes. Uh, She kind of got famous. She was uh, Kobe Bryant's kind of nutritionist. She wrote wrote two books that I've read that are really good. The Fat Burn Fix. Mm -hmm. We're back to that fix word. Fix, yeah, Yeah. here we are. (laughs) Uh, And Deep Nutrition, which was the first one that I read. And Deep Nutrition is pretty eye-opening on... Um, just the, the metabolics, the hormonal, the inflammation, like all the things that create the problems in our body that lead to weight gain and illness and sickness. Um, she's the one that got me really into bone broth. Oh. So she, I mean, she, like, she goes through the immune properties of, you know, well-sourced, well-made bone okay. broth. 
<laughs> and then also gets historical with it. Like looking back through history, when you're sick, and you're, mm-hmm. when you're sick at home, and Grandma, what would she give you if you Absolutely. stayed home from school? What would she give well, you? Well, really, chicken soup. Chicken noodle soup. Yep. <laughs> uh, and but the the basis is rooted in history and the ability, ability to heal. They would make chicken broth or chicken bone broth mm-hmm. or beef bone broth, and then add the, the add new, the herbs and yeah, other and all stuff. the stuff in there. Yeah. Because the immune property is in the bone broth, mm-hmm. not the, the broth. broth. Right. Right. And so yeah. most people now they get sick, they eat canned chicken noodle soup or they make it at home out of broth not bone broth right but if you really want like all those you know those minerals and all that health and wellness immunity uh immune building Mm -hmm. principles it has to be bone broth bone broth yep yeah which is cooked with all parts of the animal not just flavored with bouillon cubes you know (laughs) right yeah flavored to taste like it was cooked with all the animal parts what is a bouillon cube i mean i know what it is but how is it made um, I don't know. Those things are weird. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine it's just a bunch of like flavored particles, like salt flavored something, uh, chicken flavored, this, that, and the other. Right. Let's Spices. read about the history. Uh, so in history, uh, looks like it originated in, well, I don't know where it originated, <laughs> dehydrated broth or stock. And, you know, subtle differences between broth and stock, but none of them have, well, some have fat in it, some have protein in it. I can't, well, we'll get into that. Uh, Let's see. It's typically made from dehydrated vegetables or meat stock, a small portion of fat, MSG, there we go, Mm. salt, seasonings, and shaped into a small cube. Uh, So it's basically a bunch of artificial stuff with some MSG added into it. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Well, there you go. The history of the bullion cube. Not the complete history. but <laughs> The history lesson you didn't know you needed today. Yeah, here's the ingredient. Here's the most typical ingredient list. Hydrogenated palm oil. That's not good for you. No. Uh, wheat flour. Flavor enhancers. Monosodium glutamate. That's disodium inosinate. Disodium <laughs> guanolate. Chicken fat. Chicken meat. Sugar. Sugar. Caramel. Yeast extract. Onions and spices. There you go. And people will listen to this podcast so they can understand bouillon cubes. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out. <laughs> no, we're keeping it. We're okay. Keeping it. All right. Your turn. Um, okay. This one I'm going to kind of go off the norm. I follow an account also on Instagram. I get most of my, um, I don't know, of these people on Instagram. Yeah, we all do now. I don't, Twitter. I, um, yeah. I don't do a X. lot of like podcasts a whole lot. I know I record this podcast. I get all my information from podcasts. (laughs) I'm more of a like book or a let me go through it quickly, like from social media kind of thing. So um, those two things are at odds with each other, by the way. The books and the. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I do like to read. I want to do a deep dive, but I just want tidbits. (laughs) I want both. I want the best of both worlds. Okay. This account is called Kids Eat in Color. Oh, yeah. Do do give. Uh, Um, I think. Man, I think most people listening to this would, would say that's a big struggle, kids yeah. and health. I mean, I think that's probably, when I think about nutrition, like I don't think about what I feed myself, but I think about like how am I going to feed my children three meals a day for the next seven days? We do it seven days at a time because <laughs> otherwise it's too overwhelming, right? Um, and so she's a great account. She is also a dietitian. I, I follow, I guess, mostly female dietitians, but um, she's a really good one. And it's... 
uh, she's not dogmatic either. Whereas like, she does not say you have to do it this way. Mm. She started, um, actually she kind of worked for maybe WIC, um, or maybe the USDA, something like that. She worked kind of more along the government side of nutrition and got out of that and started this account for picky eaters. Yeah. Um, like parents of picky eaters, like, Hey, let me help you. Are there are kids that are not picky eaters. <laughs> Apparently there yeah. are. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, she posts these pictures and these babies are eating like everything under the sun. Those, those kids and babies need to have YouTube channels so my <laughs> kids can watch that. <laughs> right. Then, there yeah. we go. And yeah. then pick up their good habits. Yeah. What's well, it called? I'm going to follow her. Kids eat in color with a period between each word. And I actually, she has this pinned to the top of her page. She has a really great printout that you can buy. It's actually multiple printouts that you can buy off of her store. Um, And it is how to talk to your kids about food and how it is helpful for your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, I'm just going to do this one that she has. um, And it's on, she usually uh, groups it by color. And so instead of saying, you know, like, this is good for you, this bell pepper is good for you. If it's age zero to three, red foods make your heart strong. Um, Ages three to five, red foods have something in them called lycopene that's red. It helps protect your heart and body for a long time. And then ages six to 11, lycopene is an antioxidant. Antioxidants help protect our heart, skin, and other parts of our bodies for a long time. It gives red foods their red color. And then ages 12 and up, you just kind of keep expanding upon that. Like she adds free radicals, oxidative stress, cancer, heart disease, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I find that super helpful because as much as uh, being a dietitian with a background in eating disorders, as much as I try to avoid things like, ooh, this is so healthy, your kids pick that up other places too and trying to create that healthy relationship of food with your kids is I don't know it's always at the forefront of my mind and so I think this is really helpful yeah 80% of the time I I get that right and 20% I totally screw it up yeah I know can't be perfect but that's all right yeah was 80% okay am I am I gonna succeed long term I think so oh man I hope so (laughs) um Two that I want to mention that I follow a lot. I, I just we, well, one we talk about all the time, so we have to mention Peter Atia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think probably the most comprehensive deep dive health and wellness guy out there. But I have I hesitate to tell people to follow him because it it can Confusing. be too nerdy and too geeky and too yeah. too focused on like one issue. But if you are that person that really wants to understand more about a certain aspect of your body or health and wellness or sports performance like he's he's the guy like if you want to do a deep dive and then another one i think that applies to a bigger audience is sean stevenson Hmm, mm -hmm. the model health show yep uh podcast blog website lots of books and i think he does a good job of because he doesn't come from a medical background Mm -hmm. Wasn't wasn't he just like a like a trainer or something yeah a trainer let's see Let's find the old Wikipedia page for Sean and, Stevenson. And Sean Stevenson, he's an S-H-A-W-N, Sean, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. His Instagram handle is S-H-A-W-N model, M-O-D-E-L. Oh. Uh, oh, that's the wrong Sean Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Man, no Wikipedia page. What? Man. That's surprising. I thought he was famous. He is famous. He has just probably in here somewhere. I'm just missing like five hundred thousand Instagram followers. Okay, but I think he does a good job of uh, breaking it down to how do I live in this? How Mm -hmm. do I? And he, uh, I think he identifies from coming from a very unhealthy 
yeah. uh, kind of, I think he was kind of an athlete towards me. He up. was kind of like uh, Peter Atia, and he had an injury or something yeah, that kind that of made brought him... his attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, it like a pretty significant back injury mm-hmm. in his youth, mm-hmm. and it was it was I That's think right. mainly born in the like it, training wrong, like mm-hmm. doing wrong things. It, yeah, just like lift heavy and go hard yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I really thought we would have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else? What else you follow? What else you do? Uh, let's see. Who else do I follow? Um, I follow some, gosh, I don't, I'm like blanking on the, their handles, but I do follow some more like intuitive eating type, um, mental health professionals. Oh wait, intuitive eating? Didn't we do a podcast on intuitive eating? We did. And how maybe it doesn't work for every scenario. (laughs) Um, gosh, what is her... There is a, I think she's maybe called uh, like intuitive psychologist or something like that. I'm not finding her, um, but she's a great follow. And then um, Evelyn Tribal is one is a really good one. She's, I mean, she's been in the nutrition space and she kind of not invented, but she wrote the book on intuitive eating. Um, so she's a good follow as well. Um, I'm going to keep looking for that. Okay. Psychologist. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm on my for, wrong. I'm account. looking for one more too. I, I had a good one. There's also um, I don't follow him personally, but I know a good amount of people who do. Um, he owns a company. I think it's um, Ancient Nutrition. Uh, Doctor Josh Axe. Oh yeah. Do you yeah, follow Dr. him? Mm, I used to. Uh, not not so much anymore. Yeah. But he's him. good. Josh Axe, um, the guy that uh, started. Um, Ancient nutrition, heart and soil. Oh. Um, he kind of went pretty, pretty carnivore for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. I mean, I, I love to eat meat and animal <laughs> products, but it was a little overboard for me, so I kind of backed off. Um, well, my last recommendation for uh, things you should find as resources: um, something funny. To, to mm, there you go. <laughs> just to laugh, just laugh. I mean, there's <laughs> there, uh, minor dog videos with voiceover. <laughs> Oh man, with oh, voiceover. I, lo- I love some animal voiceover uh-huh. stuff. I nice. uh, just can't stop laughing. Yeah. But you know, giving human human attributes to animals is always funny. Nice. Yeah. In my mind when I look at my dog, I'm, I like I try to imagine what's going through her head uh-huh. and <laughs> I crack myself up. But <laughs> have you ever made any of the No, the no voiceover not at all. Okay. I'm, I'd be too afraid that nobody else would find what I'm thinking funny. To be funny. Yeah, yeah, they might find it terrifying. Yeah. What's inside your brain. Yeah. Okay, I found the psychologist. It's the mom psychologist. The mom? Mm-hmm. The mom psychologist. So Okay. Um What do you got against dads? I you know, I'm a mom. I, I don't have you. anything against dads. That's just not me. <laughs> um gosh, what do I find who do I follow that's funny? Um I don't I don't really do like comedians, but Joshua is always showing me, um, you know, like a comedic bit. Oh yeah. There's this. Oh, what is his name? Matt. Matt. Well, don't don't get raunchy here. Comedians can be a little raunchy sometimes. <laughs> Matt Rife. He's pretty funny. Oh yeah. Um, Good wholesome clean fun. Uh. Not always. Sixty percent of the time. Sixty yeah. percent. Yeah. So he not, does not lot. with the kids in the car. No, he's okay. more of the. Uh, he does YouTube videos, and so he kind of started on YouTube, and he is. He likes to interact with the audience, so that's what I like about it. He'll usually pick on somebody in the audience. Like every good comedian does. Exactly. But yeah. he, like, really goes How hard. How long you guys been married? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so. 
But yeah, I think that's those are my people. You have any okay. other ones you can add? It's probably more, but oh, oh, a couple other that are on our course that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. The number one, uh, you know, resource that we want to promote is us. That's right. Yeah, you you need. I mean, I think you need something in your class that you you can turn to or in your life that you can turn to find a source that can be a consistent source of uh, of information. So. Uh, if Dr. Blue is here, he would mention Mark Hyman, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark Hyman. I think he does like Sean Stevenson. I think it's like Peter Atia depth, but explained to the, the common listener. Mm-hmm. So I, I, a lot of times I'll follow him, uh, mm-hmm. do his podcast just so I can get a, a full understanding of what Peter Atia was trying to tell me. <laughs> can get a layman's explanation. Yeah. yeah. And as far as following the Panhandle, Panhandle Weight Loss Center, you have the podcast you can follow. You have chelsea's cooking show you can mm-hmm. follow youtube youtube um and instagram, what else? instagram. facebook yeah facebook. we actually even have a tiktok that you run uh caitlin we pass it off to a younger we, person I didn't mean, we yeah i don't really have the tiktok knowledge caitlin kind of does it it's so more, it's I don't more think entertainment I though are we putting any knowledge out on yeah our TikTok no account? we're really not and okay. it's tool for life changes what you will find us at on tiktok we okay. kind of do more. There's some, like we've got some, uh, some of the things about the do's and don'ts after surgery and mm-hmm. all of that, but uh, more to kind of like celebrate the patients that we see and like gotcha. all of their transformations. Is there anything on TikTok that is not on Facebook? Nope. As far as what we do? No. Mm-mm. No. Kinda Pretty co- much co-share. all of our stuff is like across the board. You just yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah. And if you need somebody to help you set that up, Chelsea's your lady. <laughs> yeah. She only, come take on a, in. she only had to take a short master class on how to... <laughs> How to yeah, uh, I think coordinate I lost social maybe, media. I think I lost like maybe a year of my life doing that in the end. Do I have to pay for that year? Uh, I'll invoice you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was not like luckily, that is not Luckily for, for me, week. it won't be this year. It'll be at the end of your life. That, yeah, yeah, you might be. I mean, you might be around. You might not. We'll see. We'll I may see. not know where I'm, to invoice you. I'm living you to 120. Point. There you go. Yeah. So are you on a mission to 120 with me? No. No. No, I don't. I have zero desire to live to 120. I. Why not? I mean, if you're if you're contributing society and you're fully functional and your brain's there and you're mobile, I don't you know. I I mean, most of us say we w- we wouldn't do it because we we think about how disabled we're going to be at that point. I mean, not one twenty is. I'm, I'm just. I mean, uh, <laughs> one twenty is. But like you know, long. most people are like, hey, you know, what do you think about living in ninety five? No, no, I, I, you know, I want to be. I want to check out at like seventy eight. <laughs> I honest answer, ninety is my goal. 90 is your goal? I'm shooting for 90, well, not above that. That's my wellness philosophy, training to be 90. So, I like, anything above that, I don't know. It's like, after that, what are you really, like, accomplishing? I don't know. Just think You're about just enjoying how life many, with your great-grandkids. Well, I agree and I disagree. Uh, the, to think that you don't have a big impact on your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. I mean, no, that's, for sure. I, I mean, if you're functional and, yeah. um, you know, I mean, we got presidents in the 80s and 90s now, so... That's not not whole, to get political. That's a whole <laughs> other topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I do. And that's why I moved here. I mean, we wanted my kids to be or I was around my grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents mm-hmm. growing up. So that I do find a lot of value in that. Okay, so but 90, 95? I think 90 still. <laughs> I mean, 90 remains my answer. You're going to get to 90 and you're going to be all like healthy and fit and be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> be like, take me now, Lord, please. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, but... I mean, just think how wise you're going to be at that point. I know. I mean, well, if maybe. If, if your brain functions good. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. if I don't develop Alzheimer's. That's um, what I'm saying. If you get to 90, you're fully functional, your brain's yeah. good, 
I mean, you're going to be debilitated to a certain extent, but sure. I mean, if you train now to be 90, mm-hmm. hopefully you won't be. True. And just keep rocking. Keep rolling. I mean, but why 120? I mean, I don't know. The well, per the Bible, that's how long we're supposed to live at okay. this stage. So you're just like you're shooting for the max. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might inherently differ, maybe uh, like at our core. About what? Uh, shooting for the max as far as like living goes. I don't know. Uh, aim for the stars, land on the moon. I guess. I, I guess that's never really been my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't try to be really good at everything I I'm do. I'm going to put a little effort in and see how far it gets me. <laughs> that is not your philosophy. I just, your, your, st- your words are not aligning with your philosophy. I don't know. I, I Maybe just the age thing. I don't, the age thing is weird for me. Like, And I, I've told you, I have like grandparents that are pretty healthy. I mean, most of my grandparents are in their mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just rocking and rolling. Um, and they don't know what you know. So you can... Yeah. Like 100 should be your goal. <laughs> All right. I'll consider changing it. Yeah. I'll, I'll pray about it. Well, see I mean, if, he's going to take, take you no matter when you want to go. <laughs> see so. if the Lord has 100 uh-huh. for me, 120, 90. What is, what's the stars for me? <laughs> Lord, I, uh, I was originally hoping for 90, but I want to, <laughs> can I put an amendment <laughs> in for 100? Can I up 100? it to 100? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it goes. Yeah, definitely how it goes. <laughs> All right. Now that we've rambled on for a yeah. while. See you guys.